Good morning. No, it's afternoon, Michael. Just afternoon, yes. I believe it's quarter past the hour of 12. Yeah. Um, and what a magnificent afternoon it is. Beautiful blue skies. Uh, a gorgeous autumnal... Is it autumn? Yeah, definitely. Gorgeous autumnal day here in the West Country. We're what, are we how far away from Bristol, are we? About, about 20 minutes. We just got off the M4 uh, for the M32 junction. Uh, litched aside, a lovely little pub uh, called the White Horse. Uh, and, well, it's, it's hotting up here, but not with football fans. I've got a nice relaxed pub to start this away day before we head on in to Bristol and the game. Um, my name's John, of course, and then welcome to From the Rookerwind. Uh, Mike's here. Yeah, loving it, loving life. What's not to, what's not to love today? So Eli- far, so far. Yeah, let's see, it's before the game, what for playing away at Bristol City. Uh, uh, Eli's here. Hello. And Arlo. Hello. Uh, and we've been coming down the car, only a little bit of a delay, not too bad. Uh, we sit off fairly, not too early, but not too late, uh, so we're not under stress. So, Michael, here we are, a couple of days after the Reading game. Uh, and ahead of this Bristol City game, last game before this big, weird World Cup break that we, we've got. I, I don't know, I always felt like this game was going to have to be um, a win, just to keep the momentum going. And of course, that's what I want. But all of a sudden, I don't feel, I don't know, I don't feel the pressure necessarily, no. I think, because of the performances that we've seen. Yeah, it wouldn't be so terminal if we didn't get the, get the win this afternoon. But that said... I do think that we need to hold ourselves to a high standard. We have played ourselves into a, into a situation where we feel confident going into games like this. Bristol City, if I think, have won two in 13. Uh, Watford have won three in four and are looking, looking the part. So really, if you're a neutral looking at this game and you're, you're doing your pools coupon or your yeah. Bet365 bet builder, uh, whatever your hacker is, um, you'd probably be looking at Watford to win it. And I think with that in mind... Whilst uh, we wouldn't be travelling home really, really disappointed without the win, I think it is there for us, mm. and I think it's a massive opportunity for us to go into this break in a much, much better place than we thought we would be six, eight weeks ago. No, less, less than that, a month ago. We were sort of talking about it on the way here, weren't we? How the whole mood has changed, and you know, it's not rocket science. A lot of it is down to the fact that Watford are playing much better football, and going to watch the games is is enjoyable again because Watford are doing well and are, and are winning games. So. <laughs> Let's not beat around the bush. This is a game that Watford have a massive, massive chance in. And if we were able to win it, it's gonna, it, it sends out notice to the rest of the division that Watford are now, they've found their feet and they are going to, um, they're going to be around for the rest of the season and are going to be a challenge. Whereas up until really the last couple of weeks, they've been a, a footnote on this season, really. So having manoeuvred ourselves into that position, we really want to sort of go into this break. And this, this is probably the most important thing. How we feel is obviously important to us mm. as supporters. But I think this team, the more confident they are, the better they are. Mm. So if they can go into this break on the back of, what will it be, four wins in five, mm. and looking sitting really pretty in the table, they'll be confident. They'll have seen what they can achieve. They've got this break in Spain coming up. They've got a, a period of time with each other, with the manager, to, to work out how they're going to approach the rest of the season. But if they can do that confidently, if they can go on, Onto the in, into that off the, with a spring in their step, I think mm. that could be absolutely, absolutely huge. So you're right; it wouldn't feel too upset, upsetting, any more upsetting than a normal yeah. defeat would. But this is a massive opportunity for yeah. us, so I'm excited to see how they step up to it. Actually, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, we've got some food ordered. It looked like some posh burgers. Very nice. Eli, what are you having? 
Chicken goujons. Oh, you have to say that word with a fancy voice. Hopefully uh, later on we'll be catching up with Colin after the game to, to see what uh, he thought of everything and well, hopefully a, a bunch of the Watt fans. Thank you everyone, everyone so far who clearly listened to our uh, Away Day uh, companion podcast that came out on Friday. Uh, the Lewis family enjoyed it on their trip down to Bristol. Uh, always early birds. Uh, and and we'll, we'll go through some of the feedback for your teams that begin with the letter A. Uh, a bit later on the podcast, um, but yeah, hope you enjoyed that. From the Rookery End, a podcast about life following Watford FC. Here we go then, lads. We've just come out of Ashton Gate. Watford uh, drew nil-nil with Bristol City. Michael, what did we see there? I'm just leafing through the dictionary here. I've just looked up nil-nil, <laughs> and there's a picture of that absolutely... Uh, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for without swearing? I don't know. I think... It was, a, it was a poor old game. Um, Bristol City will be by far the happier side. Absolutely um, on wretched form for them. Watford on a, on a decent run. Uh, didn't get going at all. My, it, while I was watching it unfold, I, I was thinking, of course, Watford started the game without Sar and Pedro. As, as Bilic hinted at, really, yesterday, he was sort of laying the groundwork to, to let us know what was, what was going to happen. And so that transpired. transpired. Watford had their traditional slow start this season, traditional even slower start away from home, just didn't get a, a foothold in the game at all. And the sort of the realisation dawning on me that, well, this is without Pedro and Saar or Aspria, this is the Watford side that we're going to be seeing if Watford don't get promoted. This is the sort of side we're going to be seeing if we don't, if we don't go up. So that's a sort of overarching fear. Mm. So come on, Mr Millich, we've got to get promoted because I do not want anyone wanting <laughs> to watch too much of that week in, week out. Um, but also, there was a real sense going into this game, and, and I've picked up on this. Everyone's talking about this break. Everyone is talking about it. The, the, the manager's talking about it. The media's talking about it. The supporters are talking about it. And you can bet your bottom dollar the players are as well. And Watford, Watford have a, a real history of when there's the end in sight, an end in sight, or a break in sight, of really coasting on in. And I'm not... You know, that's a tricky... Tricky afternoon, 21,000 inside Aston Gate. We're away from home, we've kept a clean sheet, drawn, gone up to fourth. So there are positives if you're at home just looking at the black and white of it. But in terms of the performance, that was, uh, that was a real nothing performance. It was a real flat um, performance. <laughs> where, and, and we've said recently, in, in a couple of weeks, we've looked like a football team, a coherent, cohesive unit that have been sent out to do a particular job in a particular way. And under Billets, and I think that was aimless, rudderless, and, and to be perfectly honest, pretty hope. I'm glad we've got the point. I'm mm. glad we've kept yeah. a clean sheet. I was just about to say, that we didn't lose that game, Michael. Draw your away <laughs> games, win your home games. I, I know the drill, little uh, hat tip to Jace there. But that was, a, that was a, a poor performance, and it felt like, you know, on the beach, on the plane, yeah. whatever, it was, it was one that ultimately we just, as soon as 10 minutes gone, we knew we've just got to get through this and get home. Yeah, I, I think that the end of uh, season feel was massive because there's one point where Bristol City at halftime brought out the, and I loved how they named this at halftime, they brought out the, the team from 97-98, the team that got promoted yeah. along with Watford. You mean the team that finished second to Watford? Anyway, uh, but there was that really felt like a, an end of season. And it was sunny day today, like an unexpected sunny day in Bristol. That felt like end of season. It isn't end of season. We're not quite halfway. But Colin, that, I don't know, as, as a team, why was it so bad? Just the quality of players? Or was it, I think there were moments for me where they were like, where are you? Where's this player? Where's this player I'm, I'm meant to, you're meant to be? Where are you? Why aren't you here? Like gesturing to each other. They weren't, they weren't at, with each other. I think if you take Saar and... Um, hello, everyone, by the way. Um, if you take Saar and Pedro out 
of uh, the team, particularly Pedro, you slightly lose one of your engines. So you're, you're a four-cylinder car running on three cylinders, and it really felt like that. We had uh, we had Gaspar starting right back, and uh, Kamara, who's normally you know quite uh, up and atom sort of character, but I think they'd obviously been instructed to sort of to sort of sit and, and, and not take too many risks yeah. early on, which is fine when you're away from home. And, and actually, and actually the, the other positive I thought, um, despite it being, I've seen better pickup games in Castlebury Park than what I watched <laughs> this afternoon. Um, but, but uh, which is true, by the way, because it was really, really that bad. <laughs> but uh, our midfield was, uh, you know, it was Kiembe and and, uh, and Gosling and Chowdhury. It was like, like, where's the creativity come from? But not just that, like, where's the energy? And also, where is, who's going to link up? Poor old Davis is standing around up yeah. there with three men on him, thinking, well, even if you get it to me, I mean, even I'm going to have to wait five minutes for anyone to join me because the wide players weren't really... You know, Semmer was, I thought it was strange without Saar on the pitch yeah. that Semmer played on the wrong side. He's like, well, at least play to his strengths, put him on the left. He's just a man think, out of position. Yeah, without Saar on the other side, yeah, exactly, he's just, exactly. he's just, he yeah, Maroon. He's yeah. not taking anyone away. And Kalu looked very pedestrian and it, it, it just, as, as Mike said, we just never really got going. But I don't think there was really a plan to get going. So, no. like, so where, who's going to be the but one was, to yeah. get going? But I would say this, we were a little bit under the cosh for about 20 minutes. They came out, they were very aggressive, very like Millwall. Went, went mm. to Millwall and I saw the, the catastrophe that was uh, the new den, the performance there. And it was a bit similar. They came out, they were quite aggressive in our face. They were, they were pressing, they were running around like, like mad. I did think mm, that, that, might, that might work for us in the second half. They might get a little bit jaded mm. in the last 20 minutes. We might nick it like we did at Wigan. But we did defend quite well. We were quite organised. We, we were looking organised. We were blocking off. They weren't exactly like cutting through us, getting chances, putting Backman under pressure. I think Backman had one really good save to make in the game. Apart from that, it was, it was pretty straightforward for us. They're quite a poor side. Mm. Uh, really poor. Uh, and we probably should be more ambitious against a team like that even away from home but the real problem was that there wasn't that player on the pitch that got the whole team switched on sparking pointing shouting give me the ball turning it pushing it out wide getting it back none of that was happening it was all incredibly in straight lines north south nothing was going east west or you know nothing diagonal and it was it was pretty pretty hard to watch but at half time I thought nil all okay well that's the first part of the plan we're bound to see Pedro and Sarr in the second half and maybe we can turn it round I think the frustrating thing for me was that they were were a team there for the taking two wins in 13 I think it is all the chat around Bristol is about if if Bristol City lose this one then Nigel Pearson's going to be handed his cards tomorrow out of a job you know the form is is bad and you can see why that was you know we can we can we absolutely take the positives it's churlish not to you know a home clean sheet away from home you have to stick that in your locker and, and get out of here and, and get home but what was noticeable was that a team bang out of form very quickly realized that this Watford side wasn't offering much threat and and Bristol City grew in confidence quite quite visibly they sort of thought you could see them going oh hang on there's yeah. not much to worry about here. We're going. Would, we're that, in, would we're, that have been better? Do you think if Ken had been playing in his most preferred space, would have him and him and Davis been able to put something together? Probably not. Really, I think. I mean, you put but Ken Semmer on his right side, and, and obviously it's it's better because he can drive on his left. We know what he can do. But we weren't. We're not getting there. We're not spinning the ball out to the wings. So that, yeah. There was no balls out there because with the, it's the, the the time old a problem that we've had and it comes down to this sort of slightly lopsided slightly thin squad 
mitigating circumstances with uh, with injuries and with this looming thing with Saar, there's this been this stomach bug apparently gone round. Um, pe- people people tired, and I'm I'm with Colin. I don't like to use that sort of thing, what, but as, as an excuse. But what it does show is that the squad is, if you take out the real high caliber players, it's short. It's because you should be able to come here and win, lose or draw, play better than that. So we'll take the point, absolutely, but the performance was miles below what you should expect from Watford. And there was a huge, huge amount of Watford supporters here today. The weigh-in was pretty much sold out. Came here um, full of expectation and hope and really got served up from whatever Watford side goes out into the pitch. That was, that was, it was dross, quite frankly. I think one of the problems with this season, because of uh, this event that's taking place in the Middle East, um, is that, that so many... Ga- <laughs> it's not a secret thing. It shall not be named. It yeah, shall not be we're, named. We're not naming it. No, okay, no, it's fine. Right. The Voldemort. I, the Voldemort uh, so, someone had a right go at me for saying, are you going to watch it? I said, yeah, of course I'm going to watch it. They went, oh, no, you shouldn't be watching it. I was like, well, what difference will it make if I don't watch it? <laughs> anyway, that's an aside issue. But uh, I think that we, we have played 21 games, um, if I'm right, yeah. in, in, in almost exactly three months three months and four days that's seven games a month plus an EFL game you know you're asking a lot yeah. not just of our team I'm not using it as an excuse of every team and yeah. that's why we've seen so many yeah. quite poor games yeah. where, where players aren't quite on it or they're slightly trying to preserve they're saying well it's Tuesday night and I'm playing another game Friday night away and I, I you know and I need you know that the squad isn't as, as deep as it might be in the championship they can't make five six changes every four days and bring in players of the same quality they've got to keep just flogging them basically and I think that maybe we saw that a bit yeah. today and we did see a bad injury or at least it looks like a bad injury yeah. Gosling went down his arms were in the air the ref didn't stop the game he's screaming at the ref and he's taken off on a stretcher so he's done his knee or he's done his ankle or something and you think well yeah, you play that many games. Uh, he probably wasn't expecting to play this many games until Bilic came in. And, you know, you think, well, that's... And we've seen it in the Premier League, players, big players dropping out, not being able to go to Qatar, and that's a, that's a sad thing. So I think part of the reason this was such a poor game is partly end of season, like, just get through this 90 minutes, yeah. lads, and we've got four weeks off. I can have a two-week holiday in the sun, I come back, bit of a pre-season, and then we can go again. But we have played almost half a season yeah, in yeah. three months, which is kind of nuts. Fatigue, a massive issue, definitely. Definitely, because we're seeing a lot of players develop as well with us, you know, the likes of Espria, who we're asking yeah. to grow up in front of our eyes, João Pedro, whose who's sort of um, trajectory is continuing in, in front of us. I mean, he, that, and that, they, are mitigating, they are mitigating factors, and I wonder whether you know, at the end of the season or in a couple of weeks when we reflect on this run that we've had into this World Cup break, this enforced break, whether actually the turnaround that we've delivered, Slavin Bilic and the players have delivered, has actually been been pretty good and you can those of us that were here will remember it for all the wrong reasons it was an absolute it was an absolute dog's dinner of a of a, of a spectacle it was it was awful but they've got the point they haven't lost they've as Colin said they had to dig in a little bit you know Bristol, Bristol City weren't threatening at all Backman had to make one really really good save he would back himself to make, to make that 99 times out of 100 diving down to his right from the header so Watford have done a job and it's over the course of a championship season, which Colin has just articulated there, it isn't, a, it isn't a beauty show, this division. It's about turning up, getting the job done more often than not. And they've kind of just about, you could tick this one as a job done, just about, um, because they've got through it. I mean, and, and can go home with a clean sheet and a point. And they can, they can dust themselves down from it and go, lads... We need to be better. And I think just one, one point about the, the makeup of the squad as well. So Bristol City were attacking the, the away fans, us in the, in the away end in the first half. 
and they won a couple of corners in quick succession. And, and, and again, it wasn't really concerned, but in terms of what they might be able to to deliver. But the Watford players sort of dutifully jog back. They've got a vague idea of where they need to be: back post, front post, a couple in the middle. There's no one barking orders. There's no one doing the whole sort of no. gesticulating. And, and, and gesticulating doesn't necessarily mean you're a good organizer just because you wave your arms about. But there's no one grabbing the thing by the scruff, by the proverbial scruff of the neck and saying, right, we break, we hit this, we win the first ball, we're out, we break. And, and that sort of was a sort of a metaphor, if you like, for the entire game. Watford just were not able to grab this game, which, quite frankly, is, was there for the taking. Any other side in the top half we've got eyes on the, on the top end of the table would be coming here expecting to do much better than, yeah, than that in this game. And, and, and it's just about that. Who really wants to grab it? You mentioned Kalu. He's had good press from, from fans after his... A couple of really decent cameos, in fairness, but was just completely unable to get into the game. King. But, you, but would you have thought that, though, Mike? He, when the minute I saw him on the team sheet, I went... God, did I jokingly mention, oh, would you reckon he could get a start at the end of the podcast, uh, you know, a way day companion podcast we did this week? You know, that was not jokingly, but it was completely unexpected. And I think it really shows, what, who's going to be getting the blame for a poor performance today? Is it going to be at the players? Is it going to be at, will Slavan get anything for the choice he made in terms of there? Or will it just be the fact that everyone goes, you know what, we've heard about the tough stomach bug, we know we were already depleted, there, will, will there for once this season not be any blame? What do you reckon, Carl? Um, I don't think there will be blame. I think Slavin will be well pleased with the result. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I don't think I don't think he'll be shouting at the players in the dressing room now, locking the door and saying, "Right, we're standing here for twenty minutes. I'm going to have a chat." You know, if because actually he came here with some issues, had to change the team, uh, probably force changes rather than mm. you know tactical changes, and uh, and just said, "Just get the point, lads. Come on, let's just you know let's just get out of here with another point." Because you know what worries me going forward, because obviously we've got four weeks off, the one good thing is that some of the players will be able to come back, obviously not loser, which is a, mm-hmm. because that's going to be a much longer thing, and now Gosling may be, and who's been a bit of a key player for us, because he yeah. plays midfield and right back. Uh, if we can get from the 11th of December when we start our next game, if we can get to the 1st of January and, and remain in the top six, then I think that will be a good thing. But I, I worry that if we come back a bit like Project Restart and we're not quite ready and Saar doesn't come back till it's too, you know, they get through to the semi-finals or whatever and he's still out there we've got to get to this window we've got to get to this transfer window and, and if, if we're serious about being promoted you know, we've got no left back apart from Kamara who yeah. plays there? We've got no right back now because we've only got Gaspar, who he doesn't really fancy, let's face it. And, and Gosling's gone, so there's no one to come in, no sign of Ngakia on the bench or anywhere. So we need a left back, we need a right back, and we need a centre half. And, we, and I think, and, and I know this is uh, maybe slightly controversial, seeing he's the Nigerian uh, number one goalkeeper, we need a goalkeeper because if yeah. Backman goes down, who the hell goes in goal for us? And this is the championship. It's really tough. It's tough on goalkeepers. Yes, we're being asked, you're asking them to play a bit more football than they did to 20 years ago but there's a lot of high balls there's a lot of physical uh, need for goalkeepers and you know the chances of a goalkeeper getting injured now is much greater because they're being asked to do a lot more they're, they're running out of their uh, having a much higher line doing more sprinting the chances of them picking up a hamstring injury much higher than I mean let's hope it doesn't happen and it doesn't happen that often but we haven't got any cover on, all happen. across the back line we've got no cover it's not going to happen to Dan Backman he never comes off his line no. <laughs> I was like but come on Dan just yeah, clear it when he does you can see it he might just come running out boot one and go oh oh yeah, oh, yeah. oh my leg my leg touch of the Mike Parkins <laughs> I, I, think, I think you're right Colin I don't think there will be any blame there I think Slavin Bilic can take 
pride, I think, in what he's managed to deliver in this chunk of game since he arrived yeah. leading up to the yeah, break. He's, he's turned round a, a situation whereby Vicarage Road was miserable, the players were demonstrably miserable, Watford fans were on the verge of all-out mutiny, yeah. quite frankly, in terms of, of what we were seeing and, and how we were feeling. So to come away from this sort of slightly grumpy about an away point in front of 21,000 people away from from home up into fourth place there are obviously some games to be played this weekend so that may change a little bit but Watford are well and truly in touch they're poised they're in the chasing pack which is where if you take everything into account we, pro- we, we, we should be but we questioned whether we would be we, we, we didn't have confidence necessarily no. that if we'd had this conversation six weeks ago we'd be sat in fourth or fifth whatever it is when the, when the weekend plays out so there's huge amounts of, of positives and I think Talking about blame, there will be none. I think about coming back stronger after the break. Slavin Bilic isn't here for fun. He's not here for a payout. He's not here to do anything other than succeed as Watford boss to get them into the Premier League. He's got clear ideas on how to do that. He will be speaking to to Gino Pozzo about what, what is required on the pitch because he will get a, whatever he needs, a PowerPoint, a portfolio presentation out. He's missing, he's missing, he's missing, he's injured, he's injured, he's crap, he's crap, he's crap. It's, it's as clear as the nose on anyone's face what is required. Collins mentioned it there. Slavin Bilic is big enough and ugly enough to go and knock on Gino's door and say, listen, boss, we get this, or we're basically flipping the coin, because yeah. that's, that's what it is. And we've seen... Dan, losing Dan Gosling at right back feels like if we had more games to go feels like it would be terminal mm, yeah. that shouldn't be the case for oh, a football yeah. team True. trying to get into the into the Premier League so on one hand I'm pleased as to where Watford have managed to somehow manoeuvre themselves to be they've shown heart spirit and desire organisation in the past couple of weeks we need to we need to add that we need to augment it with with a few, a few better players, a more robust squad and a little bit more desire to win games like, like the one today. Yeah, I think it's interesting, you know, I go back to 2014-15 when we first got promoted and we brought in um, players like Connolly. You know, these quality players that can come in and, and just help a team for six months, which is what yeah. can, I, can I just Ben Watson? And Ben, no, I was, was about to I was, mention, was, no, yeah, was okay. about to mention Ben Watson as well. So in, not just going out and getting squad players, yeah. you think... Oh, we get the second. There's a, there's a right back at some championship club. He's not playing, but he's all right. So we'll get him in on loan, or you know he'll want to be playing. So he, we can guarantee him a spot there or a left. But what we need is actual competition. We need actual. If we're serious about trying to have another go at the Premier League, the players we bring in have got to be able to play, or we think they've got to. They've got the quality and the talent to play at a higher level than what they're being brought into otherwise we're just bringing in mate weights and then at the end of the season if we do get promoted you go right well you go you go you go because you're not good enough for the Premier League and you have to start all over again and, and do what Forrest or you know kind of what we did the first time we did bring in a lot of players but the core of that Watford team that played in the first season in the Premier League was about six or seven players who had played in the Championship and some of those have been brought in before the promotion and I think we really need to look at that and do that you know Kamara is a good player but he needs some competition and, and now we don't have we don't have a quality right back I don't I mean I know I don't mind Nagaki but I know that Mike oh, isn't, isn't, isn't that, it, Mike's not that keen on him uh, Gaspar's not 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 pulling up any trees, no, no one, and, and you know you can't expect Gosling to to, to to do something like that because that's not really his role. And and uh, so yeah, I would say that. And I think we need a leader. I think you're right. There isn't anyone on the pitch. I mean, maybe House if he comes back from injury, but you know, mm. you know uh, whether he's a shouter, whether he's a 
I thought that at times Chowdhury, but then you see him and then he goes, you think oh, he's been silent now for 20 minutes instead of 21. It's just yeah. sort of, so we need, we need a, a captain. Does it to a degree. I don't, I'd personally, I think, you know, there's something's not quite right with, with Courtney Howes with January on the, the horizon. It feel, it, that feels to me that's one that's that's one and done, isn't it? I think yeah. um, so. We're going to be, but I, we do need that. We do need that that vocality, and I, I think Truce is developing nicely. You know, he is a championship centre back. Yeah, uh, and it, that, this is the level he excels at, um, and he, you know, he's a, he can lead. But we do need more of that because this is going to be a scrap. You know, Colin's talking about what we need in the Premier League. We haven't got what we need to do, to do the job in this division yet. And if you look at the January transfer yeah, windows of the last few years, last year, yeah, it wasn't you know, ultimately successful, but actually what it did do was they brought in the, the bodies. And again, not necessarily Premier League quality, all of them, but he brought in the bodies in the right places to support what was already there, you know, in, in Kamara, in Samir, in Kembe. But... The year before with the promotion, we brought in two short-termers who filled the squad to give it a bit more energy in the in the scrappiness, in the week-in, week-out sort of side of it. So, I, I, you know, Bilic has I already sort of said, he, he's already he... said there's going to be one or two or there's going to be signings. So, yeah. like you said, he's, I don't think he's going to get his PowerPoint out necessarily, Michael. Hopefully <laughs> the, the conversation is, is ongoing. I just, I suppose my point is I just don't want to see players arrive who I think are... Second choices in those positions because then you think, well, okay, you put bodies in the squad. So if if so com- if, day, lads. if Kamara if Kamara gets uh, injured, then there's a go- there's a body on there's a Sorry. body. What did you say, Mike? I just told the ref they were too soft today. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was it wasn't great the ref, but you know there's no point bringing a player in who's not as good as Kamara, and then so you go, well, we've got a body. So if Kamara gets injured, he comes on. And you go, well, he's not as good, is he? So yeah. we need to we need to have yeah. uh, players of comparable ability that can push the players that are playing. To, to play better and then give themselves a chance of, of something in the future but yeah Mike's right we've got to, we've got to have players that can compete in this division but yeah. we've got to have one eye on it because that is our aim that's yeah. definitely yeah, you our say aim. that but I don't think Junior has one eye on the next step he has it all on the first step and making sure that's completed and that's the ultimate thing for him no but I think Bilic does and I think that, yeah. that that's, this is a big job for Billich. A lot of people said, well, why on earth would Slavon Billich go to Watford? He'll be sacked in five minutes. It's like, well, he took a look at the squad and he thought, I, I, I haven't coached players of that quality for a while. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go and do that job. And if I get sacked, I get sacked. That's how they all think, managers. But actually, this is a big job for him. If he gets us up and doesn't get sacked, yeah. uh, which he won't, I don't think, because he no. does have Premier League experience, then he, you know, he's, he's, it's his career as well. So he's got a lot invested in this job, I think. And I think he's, he's, he's a good man. He's his own own man he's got a good uh, team around him and I think the players respect him I mean they do yeah. they're, they're putting in the hours they're putting in the effort they're doing the running we, we lacked quality today but we didn't lack effort um, it just it was just an awful terrible bore fest <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go you, you get a train home Colin yeah train home yeah okay we're gonna go back to the car uh, and see how that M4 is on the way back that's why we got no, the train it was fine it was fine we had a with our, ourselves to keep ourselves entertained <laughs> and the boys and the boys had all their devices in the back of the it car was so easier, fine. it was easier to navigate the M4 than it was the uh, Bristol City midfield though today so <laughs> do not scratch your ears you're listening to From the Rookery End so we made it to Lee Delamere I reckon uh, so we might have to sign him in the summer, you know, in the <laughs> January transfer window, you know. Well, he, he could do a job on the championship, I reckon, Lee Delamere. Um, uh, services station. Uh, lots of hornets here. Just got with Matt Rowson, uh, Be Happy blog, as well as many other things. Um, 
And, uh, well, you, uh, how do you describe it to him, Mike? Well, I've said it's, I think it's instantly gone up there as one of the worst away performances I've been to. I mean, it's definitely not the worst, but it's up there as the... Yeah, it's really, in terms of entertainment, they've said already about the point and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, in terms of entertainment, Matt, Matt explained that rather, um, unfortunately for him, they got half an hour down the motorway before he realised they forgot the ticket, so he had to go back, so that adds at least an hour onto the journey. Then he said he left his medicine in the car when they left to go to Aston Gate, so he had to go back to the car to do that. And between us, we looked at each other and worked out they were the only two things that happened <laughs> of any note throughout the, throughout the whole... Um, Throughout the whole piece, so yes, it's <laughs> the bit the the double bacon double cheeseburger I've had there was significantly better than the ninety minutes of a uh, footballing action. Yeah, I was thinking back uh, the fact that if, if this was uh, going to be part of the end of season DVD um, or VHS, depending uh, what what you like, uh, this game wouldn't even be seen. There'd be no clip. It would sort of just be, uh, and Watford won at two 0 at home to Reading, and there's that moment where Jao Pedro's doing his dance, and they finished off. With a nil-nil uh, draw away at Bristol City, uh, and that, that would be it. If we're talking about straight to DVDs, I reckon if we carrying on the theme, that that game was the sort of equivalent of the uh, real-life motion picture version of Cats. <laughs> Dreadful to watch, totally unnecessary, and all the protagonists sort of didn't really seem to know what they were doing there. But uh, yeah, the one that we um, that we need to forget, and unfortunately, not one that we sort of since we've left um, Aston Gate, we've transpired that Dan Gosling's injury was mm. as bad as it looked it sounds like it's a nasty Achilles um, rupture which is it doesn't need me to say that that's a significant long-term injury and no one obviously deserves that sort of injury but it's so disappointing for someone like Gosling who's given so much to this well so much to Watford and to the cause really we talked earlier about how the, how the sort of things have turned around a little bit and we've seen an attitudinal shift from these players and, and better performances Dan Gosling's been at the vanguard of that, filling in at, at, at right back, um, and just desperately, desperately sorry that he's he's um, suffered what is a, was a really nasty injury, and wish him um, nothing but uh, nothing the best and as, as speedy as a recovery as is as is human uh, humanly possible. Best luck, uh, best wishes to Dan. Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. But um, thank you very much, everybody who came in uh, and talked to us. Um, it's about the podcast and listening and it was brilliant to hear some of your uh, your A best A teams uh, if you haven't listened to yet do have ever listen to our uh, Way Day Companion podcast uh, that went out FTRE away Destination Bristol uh, that came out this week and uh, hopefully you, you clearly played along with it uh, on the way down so the A's who were there and I, we, we caught up with a few people um, most people sort of agreed and couldn't really argue with that midfield. But then we did see uh, uh, Sam Yuko uh, on his way in. And I think, good old Sam, uh, definitely showing his age, he said to me. when he, 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 He's very much a Pozzo uh, team of A's. Uh, and one I, I could not remember, Mike. Uh, Amuni had in goal. He had Angela also in his defence. But at right back, apparently he played against Man City. Who on earth is Andrew... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a young player he played. He stuck him at right back. He had Anya. I think a kid Anya was maybe one of the players that we missed out on. Uh, he put Adeline Guardiola, uh, Guardiola in the yeah. in the middle, which is nice. Alexandra Merkel. Uh, we, we 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 did discuss him, didn't we, on our let down eleven? I don't think that's a good. Well, he's no Alan Nielsen. He's absolutely not. Merkel is definitely going to get into one of these uh, one of these elevens very, very soon. Wirral Hornet Steve said, uh, "Has anyone mentioned Tony Agana? A front two of him and let's all do the conga with Britta Samba longer. That would, would be, be awesome. Good. Yeah, I mean, 
good, good, good combination. Um, but also, ben, oh, you put in Alberta Penuranda and Alex Hayhoe. A pot so 11 of A's from Sam there. Decent effort. Decent side, though. I reckon it would probably be more entertaining to watch than the one we saw today, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> uh, also, really early on, uh, Tim Watlake, former uh, contributor to the podcast. Yeah. We did some great stuff with uh, uh, when we were a bigger part of a bigger family of potzos uh, getting near a, a good couple of podcasts he did with the with the guys from Udinese and the guys from um, Granada he came in with Ed Almunia he put Neil Ardley good one good one yeah. solid solid yeah. A, a good solid day uh, he had Mariapa he had Angela he had Andrew Taylor Decent. I quite like that a lone E didn't even finish the season he had to go back I think so yeah scored a good goal didn't you think he scored a, well probably a couple yeah long ranger I seem to remember yeah decent decent footballer so yeah these are ones we didn't really consider at all no. did we fair play he had the exact same midfield as us but he also won Gabby Agbonahor which I can't you can't have that one Tim I mean, he was rubbish for us he was rubbish for us and I remember seeing him sort of develop for, for Villa he had a little bit of a purple patch for Villa and he sort of his pace seemed to come from nowhere because I remember watching him at Watford and I was like oh my gosh he's absolutely, he was on loan at at Villa from us, wasn't it? From Villa to us, and he was just—he was turgid. He was a—he was a mess. I think he went on. And he did all right at Sheffield Wednesday, as well. But yeah, he's, got, he's in the mix just because of that name, isn't he? <laughs> uh, he also put up uh, Alex Katanik. We did this. We had this whole whole way through the whole time he was at Watford. <laughs> uh, very exciting player on loan from uh, Fulham, Alex. Kakanichlich. Kakanichlich. Yeah, he was a good one. He was a decent yeah. loney. And he, he did exactly what you said. I think there was a moment in that podcast, Mike, where you were like, oh, Alan Smart, Alan Smart, we should put Alan Smart. And, and he has put Alan Smart yeah. in front of uh, Jerry Armstrong. We picked Jerry Armstrong, goal of course. Scorer, goal scorer at Wembley. Uh, Lisada uh, on, on Twitter said Wayne Andrews up front. He Now, the thing I used to talking about Agbon with horse pace, we never saw that uh, at Watford. We did see Wayne Andrews' pace. He was very, very raw. He was quite young. He was, I think he played alongside... Um, did he play with Furlong for a little bit as well? Yeah. Bruce Dyer in that, in that era. And he, was, he looked like he was going to go on to be something, um, something pretty good. Didn't quite happen for... For Wayne Andrews, but yeah, I think for the, for his pace alone, his electric pace alone, he's worthy of, of discussion. And of course, I said, and of course, his name starts with A. So by default, he's worthy of discussion. But also, uh, the Watford FC Buzz podcast, Cedric Avionel. He's robbed. They're, they're, they're trying to be too hipster. Can't believe his chaotic display at Reading in 2007 wasn't enough for the nod. Well, it absolutely wasn't. <laughs> so thank you so much for all those contributions. Uh, so we'll, we'll do another uh, Away Day podcast. We'll keep playing with them and do give us more feedback and things you would like to do. Maybe some ideas for themes for these 11s. We did have a good old chat on the way down, Mike and I. Made a list. It's good making a list yeah. uh, of ideas uh, for different sort of not just different 11s but also different ways we can maybe pick these and make them a bit more competitive you know how much like a competition Michael um, and yeah we'll be back we'll have a, a bit of a break of course as Watford are but we'll probably a couple of podcasts in fact we want to do a bit about trying to find out a bit more about why Watford why you want to be a Watford fan in fact what you want to be, get out of being a Watford fan is our sort of main things and look out on our socials for that so you can contribute to that and just really get a, a, a bigger picture about what is the great thing about being a fan of Watford Football Club? Uh, thank you very much, Michael. Not at all. Thank you for driving, John. You've done a sterling uh, job so far. And, yeah, just to echo um, what you said already, thanks to everyone who has said hello today at Bristol City. It's always nice to put names to faces or look, get tweets from people and to see them uh, in, in real life is really, really good. Uh, so don't ruin uh, Twitter, Elon, please. Um, <laughs> and thanks to everyone for coming up with their, their A's as well. It's great to see those coming in and... 
yeah, just to, to, it's a really good way of reminiscing yeah. about players that you potentially haven't ever thought of and, and potentially never will again. So thanks to everyone for, for getting into the spirit of things and uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, well done Watford, well done Lance, well done Slavon Bilic. I think they've, the season's back on track. We all need a bit of a rest, I think. It's been a, a chaotic first couple of months and we're ready, as Matt just said as he, as he walked out the door, we're ready for a lie down. And I think that sums it up uh, perfectly. But we'll be back refreshed, ready to go as we, uh, yeah, as we start our proper assault on the summit of the championship. Good. Uh, Eli, um, do you have a good day? Yeah. Uh, anything you'd be telling uh, Slavan Bilic that you should do over this international break? Um, I feel like we should put bio on the starting team a bit more because his energy and pace this afternoon was incredible. Yeah. He was swizzing on the field. He was going up, down, left, right. Praise indeed for the crow. Yeah, very praise for the crow there. Uh, <laughs> and so maybe we'll see that more after the international break. Uh, and we've finished the World Cup, the weird World Cup in the middle of the season. Uh, thank you very much and come on you horns. Cheers.